HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing app, available on Android and Apple devices. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, host of The Food Scene. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Love Bites, where dining and dating collide, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Today is Monday, January 18th. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Orpozo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, and occasional bartender and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33 straight and still single (laughs) if you tuned in last week you caught the first part of our why we didn't work experiment where ben talked through correspondence with two of his exes under the guidance of therapist vienna farin today it's my turn oh look out (laughs) i'm back in the hot seat and not sure how i feel about that yet um in a few minutes we're going to welcome diana gasparoni the founder of be her now here in new york So last week, Ben and Vienna went through the sources of patterns in relationships and how we can best create an honest space in them. And today we're going to talk less about communication in relationships as I had planned and more about, I don't know, how would you say what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about your damage, girl. <laughs> about my damage. <laughs> Not your damage. About, your, my damage. about, you know, what you can work be working on. In yeah, I feel like communication has actually been not my problem. Maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'm using... We're going to get to that. I'm not going to make excuses for myself already before we get into it. <laughs> well, so, you'll be doing plenty of that later. I know. I know. All right. So, um, but before we get to, to, to Diana, Ben, let's talk about last week. What is your greatest takeaway from your very vulnerable, raw, and on-the-air session with Vienna? I had so many takeaways from it. Um, one, I mean, a few. Uh, one is that just how much fun I had doing it in spite of the fact that it was vulnerable and open and, you know, a little bit... I was disconcerted with some of the discoveries that I made within myself. I so value um, that type of examination, and I enjoy so thoroughly the study of 
human behavior and I find people and all of our, you know, unique neuroses to be so fascinating. And so I had such a good time just getting to do that. And I look forward to doing more of that with you today. Um, Another takeaway I have is that I I found myself being really hard on myself um, during the um, talk I had with Vienna for, you know, some of the things we discussed and about, you know, for the environment in the relationship that I had contributed in to make. And also just like realizing that since that day, thinking about the fact that there were other whole human beings involved in those relationships that were bringing their own, you know, lifelong behavioral patterns and, you know, family dynamics to the ball game as well. So do you I, feel like you're going to be a little less hard on yourself in the future? Probably you not. Do, you do uh, beat yourself down a lot for uh, things out of your control. Yeah, I mean, that is something I definitely need to work on as a person, and I am working on it in my own ways. I'm working on, uh, you know, allowing myself to at least experience some blame toward other people or some negative feelings toward other people, which, you know, I typically tend to, you know, push all that away and blame myself for everything. So, you know, we'll see if I, if I can get there. Uh, Do you feel like you talked a lot in the show last week about, um, in a way, putting the relationship, especially the second one, sort of on a pedestal and that person on a pedestal and how you both sort of did that. Like you were preserving the relationship so much that maybe it was a lot more, um, a lot less crystalline in its, in its perfection. Uh, do you think that you're going to be able to look at the next person you date with a little bit more honesty because of that, that you're not going to sort of strive for? It's hard. I mean, one of the things that I struggle with is that I, uh, this came up a little bit on the show last week, but I struggle with, I mean, I of course want this amazing, passionate, beautiful relationship. This like, you know, I have this fantasy of, like the great love that I am going to find and that I want for myself. Um, And so for me, sometimes that requires putting someone up on a little bit of a pedestal so that I can feel like it's the relationship that is going to be the lasting one that I'm not going to run away from. And when I don't feel that way about someone, then I tend to not stick around or I, you know, I, or I don't even engage in it. So like there's this weird dynamic here of like, how do I allow myself to actually enter into a relationship without, at, in some way, um, you know, giving them status in that way? Right. Well, I'm um, sure we'll continue talking about that. And then the, the, the last, the last, and probably the most significant takeaway I have is um, the family dynamics that came up, and I have I had a conversation with my mom actually about. Um, the conversation I had with Vienna and she told me this fact that struck me that she tried so hard during my parents' divorce to um, not show me how she was feeling about it and not burden me with her feelings. And it was interesting because I was talking about how I didn't want to burden her with my feelings. Um, And though, of course, you know, being in the house with my mom all the time and she was going through such intense, like deep, visceral. I I mean, I was describing to you before the show, this memory I have of like seeing my mom cry with this like intense, visceral, like I was like, I could physically feel the vibration of the sound of her tears, of her weeping. Yeah. Um, and the effect that that had on me. And so the, I wonder if in some way 
um, her trying to hide her sadness or her grief um, from me was a little bit of a if that I learned to do that in relationships myself if I learned okay well maybe I can't show this to everyone and then at the same time I also thought that had she decided that she could talk to me about all these things and really share all her grief with me like that would probably fuck me up in the other direction you know so it's just <laughs> yeah, like you're, you you're just kind down. of like there's yeah. no there's you know I, I don't know everyone is screwed up and we all need um, a brilliant therapist in our lives which I think brings us to the next See, uh, funny, part of our episode here. Some of the things you said when you want this passionate, if it's not this passionate, most brilliant thing, you don't want it, and everybody's screwed up. Like I'm, the, I'm the opposite. So this does bring us into our. I feel sort of the opposite. I'm, I'm excited about the the quiet, simple commitment part of a relationship and the long years of supporting each other part of the relationship, and I don't have as much insane. insane wonderful passion in my life so i think this is yes this will be an interesting show to maybe find out why that is uh so let us bring in diana diana gasparoni is the founder and a therapist with be her a group of therapists and life coaches who help women become their most authentic powerful selves she has a bachelor's degree in psychology from salem state college a master's in social work from nyu has completed programs at the center for modern psychoanalysis and the center for group studies and is a longtime yoga teacher and student the mission of Be Her is to inspire lives that are big, full, and unapologetically real. I love that. You can find Diana at beher-now.com, on Twitter as Diana M. Tweets, and on Instagram and Facebook as Diana Gasparoni. Welcome to the show, Diana. Thank you. So um, I guess to start off, so I sent to remind our listeners... For our Why We Didn't Work series, Ben and I each sent a series of our exes five questions. Why, didn't, why, why did we break up? Why didn't we work over the course of our relationship? Why did we work over the course of our relationship? When you think of me now, what do you think of? And do you have any regrets? I sent this to five gentlemen. Four of them responded very lovingly. So I first want to say thank you to them for trusting me with this information and giving me permission to use it. And Bad I hope to be, res- <laughs> I hope to be <laughs> respectful and loving with your answers. So I've just given them numbers, one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana has had the 10 pages of correspondence, <laughs> which have my answers to those questions for each of them as well. Um, so we, we have novels of, of, uh, of email gushing on both sides. Um, I was not personally surprised by much in the correspondence that I got from them. I thought maybe I'd have some eye-opening ahas about about things, and I, I didn't really. And I um, I just found myself I found myself even more in love with these four men who I'm still friends with in different respects. So I guess my first question, Diana, is what is the biggest like thing you noticed or the biggest through line? We're gonna you know focus on the specifics here and then see how they extend to relationships in general so what would you say is the biggest thing you noticed from this course from the correspondence the biggest thing i noticed is that you have very um loving and warm endings and that your relationships end very amicably they're maturely ending but they end right they've all ended (laughs) they all ended Yes. yes so um yeah, I'll get this right. Yeah, even closer. Just get even closer. There you I'm go. All, there, there I you am. Go. Okay. There you go. Um, there's the men that you've dated. The things that I noticed the most about the men that you've dated is that they seem to be very communicative, communicable. They're connected emotionally. You're able to talk to them, um, and they're all very loving and warm. One of the, th- but it is that the relationships end. That they are. There's a lot of passion. 
in some towards the end. The last two had a lot of passion. The first one made complete sense to me. It was a long-term relationship when you were young. You started when you were young. You moved through all of the stages of a relationship. You ended very quietly and lovingly. You remained friends. Um, my question that the notes that I took in that one would be if that would to happen again and you were in a long-term relationship, how do you grow together inside the relationship? How do you allow room for that sort of growth and still stay in the container of the relationship? Yes, let's definitely talk about that because that's one thing we've talked about a little bit um, mm-hmm. before the show that that was, in my opinion, I think a big conflict in that relationship because we started dating when I was 19, I believe. And mm-hmm. I felt very much like we nurtured it was a 10 year relationship so we nurtured it for a very long time but didn't really let ourselves or each other grow as individuals and so how does that i mean we were and i use the excuse in a way that we were young but you have pointed out already that like some people get married at 19 and spend the rest of their lives together so it really you know it's just that's that circumstances are what they are but how do you especially as time goes on that's by far the longest relationship i've had Mm -hmm. You know, how do you grow as individuals if, you know, you have conflict and you're so wanting to make sure the relationship stays true that you take care of it more than you maybe take care of yourselves? Well, one of the key words that you just use is that you have conflict. So in the relationship, there'll be conflict. What I do notice that in your first relationship, there isn't a lot of conflict. There's a lot of nurturing the relationship. It's very loving. I, no one fights with you, which I find interesting in most of them. <laughs> but I think I think you probably did have some. Oh, yeah. Oh, we fought. In, like right. He told me, I remember him saying very expressly, you've got a lot of fight in you, Raposo. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Are you I don't talking have fight in me. But yeah. when we when you decide when you decide early on at nineteen what your goals are for your lives and what your goals are for your relationship and where you're gonna go, at some point you sort of reflect back and you say, Oh, this isn't really working for me anymore. I wanna do X and he might wanna do Y. But do you stay in you allow yourselves to stay inside the container of the relationship, separate, and then come back together. How do you do that? What do you mean by separate and then come back together? By separate, I mean you can have like an emotional separation. Just sort of like sometimes when people are fighting or people aren't getting along or they're growing in different ways, I recommend that you have an emotional divorce inside your relationship, but that you stay inside the container. And then you allow yourselves to come back. You have new language. You've explored something new. You don't leave the relationship. And then you start to talk to each other in a new way. And you are, like, you're strong in who you are and what you've decided to do, but you've decided to find a way to keep the relationship moving and having your um, individual relationships with yourselves. Diana, can you be a little more specific about what the divorce within the emotional divorce within a relationship actually looks like what it would look like oftentimes we'd spend a lot of time talking about the relationship and what are we going to do and it becomes about this knot inside the relationship and we're fighting about something that has nothing to do actually with the way like you're getting along there may be nothing wrong with your relationship but like you're putting everything in your life on this union so Maybe it's your career is doing something and you want to move in a different direction in your career or you want to move in a different direction in your career. And then you come together and it becomes about the relationship. So you just stop. You just take that separation and you nurture yourself and you nurture your own feelings and then you find new language and then you can come back and you met and you come back together and you're like, okay, we're going to talk about our relationship in a different way. We're going to look at it. This is, these are our new goals. These are my new goals. These are my new goals. Let's, let's rework the goals for the relationship so that you don't have to leave, but you're just separate, and then you can come back together. 
Gotcha. That would yeah. have been definitely helpful to figure out during there were years of mm-hmm. loving each other, but not knowing how to sort of navigate that. Um, neither of us, I don't think, as far as I remember, like had therapy back then to sort of have figure out what that kind of communication could be. Right. So I like to hope that the next time I'm in <laughs> yes. that situation that I'll have more tools to and mm-hmm. the other person might have more tools. And also, too, we don't think like when we're 19, 22, 24, right. that, oh, let's go find a couples therapist. Right. Or let's go find a therapist who's going to help us. So we're just, we're supposed to know how to do this. This is something like, but if we didn't have that mirror or the model of your parents that showed you exactly how to communicate or what you needed to do, then you might need an intervention from right. somebody else. Um, so fast forward a number of years, and I feel like I have a lot of tools. You do. And we've ta- <laughs> we talked before it. the show and sort of got to a place where <laughs> The antithesis of all this loving communication with these four relationships mm-hmm. is the fact that, like, they have ended, and that there is no, um, there's no fireworks at the ending of them. They're all very amicable and, and loving, and like I said, I'm friends with the four of them. <clears throat> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm friends with the four of them still. So. We talked about how I maybe tend to date men who are strategically available emotionally; that they have this vocabulary. Um, but that maybe there's a lack of practical honesty about it. like especially with the fourth relationship. It was a short yeah. relationship, and I broke things off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that there was a lot of emotional honesty. But do you, in the other chair, think <laughs> that there was maybe the best kind of emotional honesty? Um, because... Yeah, I've got a lot of tools. I do uh, yoga and meditation and gratitude, and I sort of, everything is okay, and I'm learning today already that maybe that's not always the best thing. Well, right. So one of the things that I was curious about and that we talked about is where is your fight for the relationship? And that if you're very kindly, if this isn't working for him and things aren't going that way and maybe he needs something else, you're like, okay, maybe we that's okay. You go do you. You're going to you're going to be fine. I'll we'll be good. <laughs> and you can rationalize. Right. We can rationalize ourselves out of anything. Right. Right? Or we can rationalize ourselves into something. But where is the emotional spark? And in the yogic lifestyle as you just brought up, sure, we have all the tools to balance it out. Like we can find the negative and the positive and then we can sit and we can meditate and we can make it all work and it's all good, but that you do that alone. Right. Right. So allowing for that conflict and then allowing yourself to say, oh, shit, wait, maybe I don't, maybe I don't want him to leave. And how do I get, how do I talk about that? Like, how do I talk about my, your negative feelings about him leaving? Right. Yeah. No one wants to be left. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. So how do you talk about those negative, what would your advice be to Jacqueline (laughs) to say, okay, maybe she does have some trouble talking about them or doesn't feel like she needs to like how could how can she talk about them well i would i i want you to fight for you in the relationship yeah it's funny because for the the fourth which again was like short it was only two months like mm-hmm. a, so the question of do you have any regrets um i'm gonna look and see if he had any regrets but like i did say i did say flat out i regret that he didn't fight a little bit mm-hmm. for it like when i very you know amicably broke up because he didn't seem to have the emotional um, ability to be in a relationship with somebody new. He had a lot to sort of get over for himself. So, all right. So I'm reading now. He said, no, I, I have no regrets. I loved our time together. I have a nagging feeling that we were a butterfly flap away from being so good together. 
And I said, honestly, I regret that you didn't fight for me a bit. That says a lot, though, and I guess it affirms why I was probably right to end things. Um, But one thing that Ben and I had talked about afterwards is that, like, maybe I didn't fight enough while I was in it to... to, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how to... So two months. Yes. Not a lot of time. You're still getting used... You're still getting to know each other. Right. Right. You're still, like, right at the beginning, and... There's, he feels that there's like may have been a little bit of a spark, like a what did you say a butterfly? A butterfly flap from being really good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's hard to say, right? When we go back and we look at things that are only like twelve weeks long, but what? Why not stick it out? Honestly, now I don't. I I think it's because <laughs> like. I mean, how much do you... I, at the time, it felt like a very, empower thing, a very empowering thing to be. This Absolutely. person has gone through a divorce and a lot of loss, and mm-hmm. he's not making room for me practically in his schedule. It was because right. literally at the time, I wasn't going to see him for three weeks because he had a lot of work and then was leaving the mm-hmm. country for his work. And he wasn't even going to let me come over at 10 o'clock at night to climb into bed with him on his side because he's like, that wouldn't be enough for you. That's not fair. And on my side, I was like, no, that would be enough just to get to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the practical thing of just realizing this person, I don't think has enough emotional space to, for me. Right. And um, so it felt very empowering to be mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to be waiting for somebody to be emotionally ready for something. I want to know that he's going to have the capacity to be in a relationship with me at some point, not right now, but at some point. And I didn't feel that. So at the time, it felt empowering. But I also, later, I was like, ah, but maybe I just walked away from somebody who made me feel so good in so many ways, in ways that were unexpected, in ways that I really needed, in ways that felt very, um, spiritual's not the right word, but felt very, like, in Mm -hmm. my gut, you know, very uh, important that I hadn't realized. And so that's where, like, it was later that I was like, maybe I didn't fight for it. But even when you and I talked about it, Ben, you know, we were, um, you know, he's like, no, you were right. It just wasn't, you know, so I want to talk about the parameters um, when we come back from a break, I think, about like how you know when it's time to move on or not. We do need to take a quick break. And I just want to add one thing to this, though, before we do, which is that I know, at least from my experience, I don't know if this is true for you or not, but I think it could be true for potentially people who are listening who've maybe found themselves in a similar situation, is that I think sometimes we feel like if when if that fighting for something could push the other person away, um, and mm-hmm. so that like, oh, well, if I'm going to show up more than they're showing up, that's going to turn them off. So I know that's something that's come up for me in the past. I don't know if that was at play or not, but there you have it. We'll find out. Um, we are going to take a quick <laughs> break. Um but first, uh, and you will hear a little bit more from our sponsor, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing App. It's a tongue twister. Um, first, we want to remind you, though, that you can find all of our shows here at heritageradionetwork.org, as well as on iTunes, where you can drop us a review and subscribe to our shows so that it automatically downloads to your devices. That way you always have it. Um, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as Love Bites Radio. And find out more about us and all of our guests at lovebitesradio.com. We will be back.
listening to this show, you've probably used Tinder, you've probably used OkCupid, and maybe you're bored of these human dating apps. Want to play matchmaker with some more interesting couples? Food couples? Say, drinks and cheese? Well, you can now with the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid app. What beverage complements your cheese? What cheese complements your beverage? Wisconsin Cheese Cupid has the answer. Just choose beverage or cheese in need of a soulmate, and Wisconsin Cheese Cupid will do the rest. Feeling a bit adventurous? Pairing Roulette will create a random yet perfectly delicious pairing for you. So if you're sick of swiping left and right, put aside the dating struggles and make a match that'll satisfy even the loneliest of the lonely. Go to CheeseCupid.com or find CheeseCupid in the App Store. Happy matchmaking. are back uh, continuing our discussion with Diana Gasparoni of Be Her and I have a question Diana because I have felt very much about all of these breakups that they were either circumstantial and that they were very loving mm-hmm. and that they were very supportive of you know of you've got to do like you said you've got to do what you've got to do and you've got to be there for yourself and I've got to be here for myself and we're going to continue to be friends and they felt on my part emotionally like very calm and loving and I felt good about myself and about the relationship afterwards but um do do I leave too soon <laughs> like I'm sort of thinking like wait if I if this if guys aren't fighting for me is it because I'm not fi- like am I not caring enough or do we can we can we work ourselves to a place where we just feel so like oh everything's okay that you know we don't have the capacity to really dig in with someone I'm starting to worry that maybe I really don't dig in as deeply as I think I do. Like, should I have, should I have stuck it out with number four a little bit longer? Should you have stuck it out with number four a little bit longer? Well, what do you, what, what do you think would have happened? I mean, that would have been my question to you. Like if you had stayed a little bit longer and it had been a little bit more uncomfortable, like uncomfortable is a good word. Yeah. I think I would have been uncomfortable. Like knowing that this, knowing that I was with somebody who wasn't, um, at the time going to make space in the way that I really like mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready to make space for someone and so I feel like it was just sort of I feel like right. I had done all of this work the past couple of years <laughs> all of this work <laughs> which I'm now learning is maybe I did too much work like to be ready for someone and and the fact that I w- was really attracted to somebody who wasn't ready back like I think I, mean, I would have been yeah. felt very I would have felt vulnerable and and not loved as much as maybe I wanted I want to be loved yeah sometimes you you may love more and sometimes he may love more that may be part of being in a relationship but I want to be loved the same amount like oh you want it to be equal yeah you want it to be same same yeah all the time yeah yeah I do yeah. or like at least close <laughs> at least like 65 45 you know like it goes like, back and forth a little bit yeah. um, um 
is that un- I thought that no, was healthy. It is, is that- healthy. It's okay. very it's but it's very it it's sort of like the same suka duka thing. Like we're right. gonna get everything's gonna be bad like, things you know, are good and good things are good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Um it's hard to say. It sounds like for sure you weren't get you weren't getting what you needed in that relationship. And especially, and I would, feel like as you know, the whole thing about you know, I your experience coaching women specifically as far yeah. as not getting what you need and being afraid to vocalize it. I felt right. very empowered. I was and like, you, I vocalized it, and I did you it. did. And when you vocalize it, and you still don't get what you want, and right. you still don't get what you need, and you have you can sort of like see the trajectory of like, oh, he's going to be this busy and this and this especially with somebody new it didn't feel you know we hadn't sort of yeah you know we hadn't it it was okay because it was new too it wasn't you know this big thing that i was letting go of it was just letting go of the potential yeah with someone so uh, my suggestion would be that your challenge for moving forward into your next relationship which will come soon is that you want to allow for a little bit more discomfort and that allow for more conflict so that you, uh, huh. <laughs> no, I know, I'm smiling because I'm trying smile to, came across right. your face. <laughs> well, because because I, I know that uh, in my head, I'm like, well, if I feel discomfort, I'll just sit and meditate on it, and yeah. I'll just like go and hug a tree about it, and I'll yes, talk to my dog about it, and I'll yeah. look at the sky, and it'll be. I know, Ben, we're so opposite in this way that like I'm trying to learn how to you know how to meet in the middle a little bit more with it. I didn't. I honestly did not realize until this study that maybe I've zenned my way out of romance a little bit maybe you know out of out of the emotionally you know rough stuff yeah and so then you can express the discomfort have a little conflict see what happens have great sex work well, it out luckily the sex has never been the problem <laughs> right, numbers then, three and four have, i'm winking at you exactly but have some language oh, oh number one and two number one and two i just picked numbers i just picked numbers gentlemen i love you all <laughs> so but allow for all of the experience oh, right so right, that you can exactly. have more, all sorts of language around it and like get what you need and be able to like step in and say, look, I really like you and I want this to work. So let's go. I need some stuff from you. Right. I don't see. I'm already like, wait, but how do I go and find that now? Like, how, like, <laughs> give me a task. How do I go into There's, that? Oh, you want a task? I want a task. Yeah, and it's sort heart. of your your move it to the heart. Move it Away to the heart from the yeah. ah. That reminds me of like when a college <laughs> professor said my senior year of high school when he, of college when he's like, here's the lessons you all need to go out into the world, and he's like, you need to think less and work less. And I was like, how the hell do you think less and work less? Like, how do I work less at getting better at something? And I feel like I'm in the same position. I've, I've not learned a lot in 2003. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, how, I mean, you're a coach. Yeah. Think less. Think less. Enjoy more in, and allow all the feelings. All of them. <laughs> I mean, I'll, just, I'll just jump in yes, with jump one in thing then. really quick. Yes, is that like you keep saying this thing like good things are good and bad things are good. And why do they have to be, be good. good? Why can't it well, just no, be not. bad? I'm not using the right... No, like, no, it's, no, it's yeah. not bad things are good and good. It's it's everything is okay is essentially what it is. Right. It's, right. The, it's the yogi sort okay of philosophy. But it's okay also to everything not okay. be okay. That's true. And I, but the thing is, I believe that as well. But that's part of it. Like, not being... Like, things being bad is okay, too. Like, that's the whole idea. It's like, when I'm sad, I let myself be sad. I let myself be lonely. Mm-hmm. I let myself feel depressed you know feel sadness that i'm single or that i'm alone at the time or whatever the circumstance may be it's not in a denial of sadness it's just that i know that i'm going to get over it relatively soon i know it's not forever 
you know, that I'm going to be that way. It's going to be the, co- the couple of hours or days that I'm going to be sad. Right, which is great. You already know that there's another feeling that's going to come. Right. And that uh, there's another feeling that's going to come. And it may be good or it may be bad or could be euphoric or it could be, like, really terrible. But sharing that experience with another person and allowing them to be part of that experience instead of, not that you shouldn't hug the tree. You should. You should have the moment with the tree. But you also want to share that moment with your partner. Right. Okay. All right. I'll take down those notes and I'll mm-hmm. give myself flashcards and I will make sure I will not do those things. <laughs> I will want to, but I will not. And that's no. the first road to recovery. Great. First step on the road to recovery. Uh, ben. So last week I got to chime in just with a general takeaway. What is about your session? What is your general takeaway about today? It's great to be in the room and watch someone else do this kind of work. Um, I do, I've, I do a lot of this work in my life. I've been seeing the same therapist I've been with for five years, which feels like an eternity. Um, but I really enjoy it. And it's, it's just really nice to like witness um, someone else kind of grapple with their own shit um, the way that I experience for myself. And it actually makes me like, um, you know, feel very great about humanity and about like people that were kind of like we've all got it it's like yeah you said we're all in it together we all have our shit and yeah i mean we all uh, yeah i was saying actually even before we came on the air that we all have like huge we all have patterns that have persisted in our behavior since we were like two years old you know and the more we habitually function in them the harder they become to recognize and the harder they become to um shed Um, and so it's really nice to actually like hear and heartwarming to like hear you kind of like come to awareness of some of those things in yourself, um, and stay open to them and to, you know, staying open is a good way to put it. Cause I feel like I'm a pretty happy person because of the tools that I've learned. So I think, and I, and I won't be able to put this into practice until I'm in a relationship until conflict Mm -hmm. comes in a way. So that's going to be the the challenge but but also i think it's partially too about op- like being finding yourself able to be attracted to someone who presents conflict um because i think in a way too like one of the things like that you've said that i've heard from you recently anyway is like yeah i like that this is so peaceful and it's so like down he, it's so like i don't know i'm making this gesture right now which is <laughs> not sort of making looks like any jazz sense hands to and that you're yeah. patting like but yeah that it's like it's it like is. it's very soft and comfortable and that's what you're looking for in a relationship which is great and you should look for that if that's what makes you feel comfortable and safe but like you know that like potentially that's also not necessarily leading to something that's lasting huh all right well i'll ponder that too i guess (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show diana i will definitely have takeaways my own that i will be working with and i'm sure ben both of our sessions will be coming up and in I took future. away a lot for myself from this, actually, too, Diana. Oh. So thank you yeah, for being that's here how I feel about as well. You. Yeah, I thank feel like you so much. This has been really fun. You want to get free therapy? Start a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask your exes about why it didn't work? Start a radio show. Um, well, thank you so much for coming, Diana. We'll definitely keep in touch and uh, and hopefully glean more of your wisdom in the future. Uh, that is our show today. Next week, we're going to change it up a little bit and welcome some... I put 
now I'm now I'm embarrassed that I put on the forum some love and light into the show <laughs> because there was love and light in this show. No, I know, but now I'm feeling a little self conscious about my hippie dippyisms of the hugging of the tree and everything is <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what I mean by that. Um, but in the form of pastry chef Paulette Gatto, who a couple weeks ago she's actually one of the, the inspiration for this whole project when she's like just ask she's like ask you have a show don't ask them if they think about you they do think about you like she's very badass she says what she's thinking Wait, she's, she's the one said. responsible for putting us yes, through this she is oh, and she's, she's gonna get an earful from me next, next week, week I'll tell you so it'll definitely be very lively and spunky and so uh, make sure to come back next week for paulette until then thank you diana gasparoni of be here for joining us today thanks to our ever amazing engineer liz smith thanks to our sponsor the wisconsin cheese pairing cupid app our theme song is you better you bet by robbie gill and we are jacqueline raposo and ben rosenblatt we'll be back the same time next week right here at heritageradionetwork.org later thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.